BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. I know you've probably been hearing a lot about the college admission scandal this week, where rich, privileged, mostly white parents scam the system to get their kids into some pretty good schools, including USC in Southern California and Stanford here in the Bay Area. What's sad about this is that many of us already knew this kind of thing was going on. Today isn't surprising. Fascinated and not surprised. It's not too surprising. Like, not surprised at all. You know who else isn't surprised? Bay Area high school students. Money gets people places. That's how it's always been. It's a capitalistic society. You know, capitalism was set up that if you have more money, you will succeed. And if you don't have money, well, you're going to get exploited. Today, we're heading to the classroom to hear from students in San Francisco who are planning to go to college in the fall. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Hey, Bianca. What's up? Hey. This is Bianca Taylor, our producer. So we just got to the uh, June Jordan School for Equity in the, in the Excelsior neighborhood of San Francisco. When the story came out earlier this week, I felt like there were certain voices that were missing. So we sent out a tweet asking if anyone knew of any teachers or people who could hook us up with students we could talk to. And Twitter let us hear. And we are about to go in and meet the principal, Jessica Huang, and then she's going to bring us to the students. Hi, I'm Jessica. Hey, Jessica, what's Hi. up? I'm Devin. Hi, Good nice to, meet, to you. meet you. Hi, I'm Bianca. So the June Jordan School for Equity was created by this community group back in 2003, and one of the big things in creating this school was making sure that social justice was at its core. This makes a lot of sense when Jessica tells okay, wow. me that the students we're about to meet How many have been talking about the college meet? admission scandal all morning. Cool. Here we are. Cool. Oh, hey, what's up? Hello. I'm Devin. Hi, Devin. What's your name? Uh, Jasmine. Jasmine. Georgia. Uh, before we get started, I actually just want to go around the again and just introduce yourself, what grade you're in, and your full name. Like, hi, I'm Devin Kadiyama. I'm 35 years old, and I... I work at KQED. <laughs> well, we'll start with you. Hey, I'm Georgia Pori, and I'm in 12th grade. Uh, I'm Jasmine uh, Menjavar, and I'm in 12th grade, too. My name is Maylee Tanrubio, and I'm also in 12th grade. Okay, okay. Um, can you actually tell me, like, how you heard about this story, and what was your, what was the thing that you felt when you learned about uh, these parents who you know, had a lot of money and they were kind of gaming the system. 
like I was like frustrated and angry about it but at the same time like I'm not really surprised that um, this is really happening because this kind of sort of thing where we have like rich white parents bribing like other officials for their like you know mediocre kids to go to college is not a new thing that has been happening but this is just the first time that the media has really like shine light on it. I heard about it I saw a meme um, and then I read an article but I think I should make it clear that this is not my issue. I'm white. I have the same exact privileges as these students that paid to get into these schools. The only difference is money. Um, I had a tutor for the ACT um, for a test that's designed for white success. I'm playing in, I guess, a game where being white is rewarded. Like, I admire that because, like, not many white people will sit here on interviews talking about struggles. And I feel like a lot of white people don't do that. And they always want to say, oh, no, like, you know, I struggle just as much as a person of color. When in reality, that is, that's not true and never will be true. And honestly, never has been true. And I do think that I really, like, thank you for checking your positionality. Can you actually... I would like to hear from all three of you um, what your plans are after after high school and what you're doing to get there. Um, yeah, so after high school, I do plan to go to college. And um, I am, like, struggling financially. Like, my family isn't, like, the richest. It's obviously not the wealthiest. And, um, yeah, like, my decision, like, to go to college came from, like, that kind of um, – mentality that I need to help my family get out of this cycle of poverty and like I have to carry all of like that pressure whereas like these uh, rich kids aren't they're just like just doing whatever and their parents are just paying their way to go to college so obviously after high school I want to go to college um, but I'm not just going to go to college I have to work of course these white parents are going to you know bribe people to get their mediocre kids into kid like into college like before it was just like oh we're going to pay for um, you know ACT or SAT prep classes no now it's like you know what we're going to pay these officials money to get our kids into college and Georgia um, I also want to go to college because within my family, that's just what's expected. It's the baseline expectation. Does does this uh, admission scandal do anything? Does it change any sort of motivation that you each individually have to apply to get into certain schools? Um, for example, are you turned off by Stanford? Or is any idea of where you want to go and what you want to do change because of this? Well, I mean, like, if I... Because I already applied to, like, universities, but, like, if I was, like, a junior and I heard about this scandal, I would definitely, like, be affected because it's, like, you can't really, like, trust um, on your own, like, hard work. Like, that just doesn't cut it anymore. And I feel like if I wanted to go to Stanford, I'll definitely be turned off by that. And I would rather choose to go to, like, a local college where I know, like, I will get the education I need and deserve. And, like, I won't, like, be done dirty by, like, all these uh, elite schools and all these rich people, so... As a person of color, like, I've definitely been turned off from applying to Harvard and Stanford, like, you know, these elite schools, because it is an institutionally, like, white and elitist space. And I feel like the only reason why these schools even consider giving scholarships to black and brown people is not because they want them to get higher education, is because they want to use them as a pawn to, like, you know, have diversity claims. I have, a, I have one more question. So what would you like to see happen? What do you think 
admissions could do? What do you think schools could do that would actually change the way that things have been set up right now? If I'm going to be honest, I think there needs to be a complete reconstruction of society. I'm serious. Like, there is no other way. Because the way this is happening, this is ha- this has been happening. It happened, like, you know, recently. And it's going to continue happening. No one's going to stop it. They don't care. You know, they just want their kids into college because they have money. Money gets people places. That's how it's always been. It's a capitalistic society. You know, capitalism was set up that if you have more money, you will succeed. And if you don't have money, well, you're going to get exploited. That's what it is. So if we need, if we want change... And if we want to see change and we want things to happen, there needs to be complete reconstruction of American society. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that, that is proposed is always, like, either yeah. Band-Aids or superficial. Like, yeah, I feel like there's not, like, any policy, any law that can be passed to solve this issue because this is a societal issue. This is not something that, like, you can solve with the law. Like, people are going to still, they broke the law to get there. So what do you think is going to happen if you place another law? They're, like, laws are just going to be broken. It, it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. College is this huge decision. You're forced to pay a lot of money and make all these choices about who you think you'll want to be four years down the line. So it's no wonder we are mad when we see people with money who are cheating the system. So for the rest of you who don't have a lot of money to play the game and are trying to figure out how college is going to fit into your life, we reached out to a college prep coach here in the Bay Area, Dr. Barbara Austin, who helps kids figure out this game of getting into college. And we asked her for her advice. For a kid, I say, you didn't pick your high school, but you can design your future by the college you pick. You should spend the time becoming a really good college consumer. I mean, if if I said you could pick any car you want, let's hope you don't just pick the car that your parents have or your next door neighbor. And that's what people often do with colleges. And of course, all parents that I work with care about the financial aspects. The first thing you ought to do is just say to yourself, look, This is my biggest purchase next to a house or a car. So I'm going to take the time to really study it. And I'm going to find something that really fits me. And this is true for parents, too. What I really try to do is calm people down and say, look, this time, eighth grade, ninth grade, sophomore, this is time for exploration, to explore, to find out, to deepen your high school experience, to make it a really interesting experience because you love what you're doing. And you don't have to do all these clubs that you don't care about. They can concentrate and focus on, you know, doing what they love, doing it better, doing it deeply, and being able to tell a story about it to a college that will listen to their story and really want them. Americans always want an easier, effortless way. We always do. I want to say a huge thank you to the three students we spoke with at June Jordan School for Equity. That's Meili Tanrubio, Jasmine Menjivar, and Georgia Pori. Also, thanks to Principal Jessica Huang, who helped set this up. And also to our podcast listener, Paloma Concordia, who responded on Twitter when we asked for help finding some students to talk to. The Bay was produced this week by Bianca Taylor and editor Erica Aguilar. The KQED leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Talk to you next week.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.